0: talk about Psalm 96 today, and this is the conclusion, 15-part series that we've done on the Psalms, and uh, all of them made it online, and you can watch them and catch up, Uh, but uh, we're going to talk about Psalm 96 today, Prayers for a Lost World, and you will find this in Psalm 96 in the Bible's Old Testament, but also there's a word-for-word parallel in uh one of the history books in the old testament first chronicles chapter 16 verses 23 to 33 most certainly this would have been written therefore by david and you can see that uh, if you look at the first chronicles passage but it's word for word there parallel to psalm 96. Uh, it's a pretty simple psalm really and a pretty simple theme today But like last week, I'm going to try and get you talking a little bit. Psalm 96 reads this way. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Not just some of it. Sing to the Lord, praise His name. Proclaim His salvation day after day. Declare His glory among the nations not just one nation, his marvelous deeds among all peoples for great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations. Notice the perspective that he has here. He's not just talking about Israel. He's not just talking about his own little world. He's talking about the whole, the whole place, the whole world. Irrespective of of geography and and uh, social class, and he 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 thinks that this message of salvation, as he calls it, is for everybody. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before Him. Strength and glory are in. His sanctuary. He's trying to say that Yahweh here is superior to all the other gods of all the other nations and all the other idols, that He is the Creator, that He is the only one who's done this, and therefore ascribe to the Lord, O families of nations, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength, ascribe to the Lord glory to His name, bring an offering and come into his courts worship the lord in the splendor of his holiness tremble before him all the earth say among the nations the lord reigns among the nations i mean that's pretty bold you know to 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 say no this is for everybody everybody needs to know the lord reigns the world is firmly established it cannot be moved He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let the sea resound. Heavens, earth, sea. So it's everywhere. And all that is in it, let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Let all the trees of the forest sing for joy. They will sing before the Lord for he comes. He comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and all the peoples of the earth. Hmm. Prayers for a lost world. A few questions for you uh, coming out of verse two here. When he talks about salvation and uh, proclaim his salvation day after day, and we use that term, In the church culture all the time what does that mean shout out some answers to me play on Facebook and uh, and post your answers through YouTube or Facebook uh, in the comments section when we say salvation what are we saying when we say that he's our Redeemer okay that's a fancy theological term what does that mean Jackie a Redeemer Accept Jesus, okay. Rescue, ah, okay, yeah. I think if you say the word salvation in a church gathering and you say the word salvation outside in a non-church gathering, you're going to get two different responses, yes. The act of being saved, yeah, that's what salvation means, yes. Yes. For taking you out of trouble? Yes. <laughs> it's a fancy term, but you'll get it. Yes. Forgiveness? Okay. She said it? Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, saved from what? Yes. Okay. Took your place. Paid our ransom. Okay, great theologians. You ever tried to explain this to a person who doesn't go to church, and you talk about salvation? What do they think when you say it to them? What he's done for us. Okay. Okay. All right. So you got yes, reborn. reborn? Okay. You know all of the. You know all of the lingo. Saved from what? From. From the devil, whoa, okay, from sin, okay, yes. Saved from death, Whew. does that mean you're never going to die? Uh, you know, I'm playing with you a little. Yes. Saved from eternal punishment, eternal punishment. Wow, you mean I'm going to be eternally punished? Yes. Whoa, heavy theology, yeah, okay, good. You know all the language, yes. Lake of fire, fire. Oh man, lake of fire. Yes? It's a really important question. You better understand it, what it is, salvation. So you do realize that when you say that word, uh, and you, especially in Quebec culture, you do realize that 99% of the culture has no clue what you're talking about when you say salvation yes yes but you but you you, you all understand that you all have uh, you you've grasped it and you it's internalized inside of you but just picture trying to explain that to someone who's never heard it before in their life saved from what like i'm not a bad person I didn't do anything what do I need to be safe from I'm not drowning I'm not uh, I'm okay like I have a job and a life and I'm not a drug addict or what do I need to be safe from right so so the the salvation story that the author here is talking about he seems to think it's important for everybody to know and we get this word saved from a lot of places in the Bible. I put a couple of other references there. Uh, any of you know John fourteen six off by heart? Really? Oh, yes, you do. You've quoted, you've, you've said all these other things. Yes, you do. You just don't know the numbers. For I am the way. See, you know it. All of you know it? Oh my goodness, okay. You're pretty good, you see? You're very well versed in the whole thing. Uh, uh, I am the way, the truth and the life and no one comes to the Father except through me. This is an extremely, extremely, you really believe that? That's That's an exclusivity statement, right? Jesus is saying, He's the only way. That's very exclusive. Acts chapter 4 verse 12. Do you know that one off by heart? What's that? Start it? (laughs) Uh, Let me see if I know it off by heart myself. Uh, There is only one name. yeah you got your electron there's no other name under heaven by which we must be saved there's that word saved again so clearly we're in trouble if this is for the whole world which David seems to think it is which Jesus seems to think it is which Peter who's speaking in Acts I think is Peter and John uh, seem to think it is, then we're, we need to be saved from something that probably most of us don't even have a clue that we need to be saved from something. Remember the old signs that they used to put out there, Jesus saves? So this is not a dead thing. This is a, This is a reality that all of us, whether we realize it or not, are in need of salvation. And if we're not Saved again to use the language from the Bible and the language we sometimes use in church. Then what are we? We we sang it. Yeah, we. The word lost is sometimes used. Remember the story that Jesus told about the the uh, the, the father and his sons, and he's got you know he's got a uh, son who wants to claim his inheritance early. Remember, and he takes father gives him his inheritance and he goes off and he squanders the whole thing. Blows it on all kinds of wild living and everything. And then he thinks to himself, well, you know, I could either what? I could either try and survive and or I can go back go back to my father and maybe he'll take me back. Maybe he'll, you know, make me one of his hired hands or something. It's better than better than living out in the in the barren barrenness, with poverty and all of that stuff. So let me try and go back. And what's the father's response? Is he is he saying, "Now you 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 made your choice, son. Get out get out of here." What's the father's response? He accepts him, and he says, "This son of mine was lost, and now he is found." That's what we sang about today. So you, you better have, a, have a, a, a good grip on what salvation really means in the sense that without Christ, you are lost in your sin. And that sin will ultimately take you to a place of eternal separation from God. It will, it will slowly eat away at your life here, but it will only continue to do worse on the other side, where you're separated from God eternally. This is what the scripture is teaching when it talks about salvation. Woo, that's a very, very strong, strong mm, teaching and statement in reality. Okay, most of you in this room, judging by <laughs> the way you were able to talk about these things and quote things from memory. You don't, maybe you don't know the actual number of the verse, but you know a lot of the language. You heard it from somewhere. You heard the message, like David says here, uh, to proclaim it around the world. In, even in this, this auditorium, there's probably 35 people, 30, 35 people. I would venture to say there's at least 20 nations represented in this auditorium. So, uh, let me ask you, and that's not even thinking about online, who's watching and who's going to watch later. Let me ask you, who did you hear it from? Just shout it out at me. You, you, Your life intersected with the story of the gospel and the salvation message somewhere. So where did it intersect with you? Yes. Parents. Sunday school. From Bono. <laughs> YouTube. Did I say YouTube? You too. Bono. Do you know who Bono is? Are, some of you are too young for Bono? OK. Yes, at the back, with your hand raised. TV show. Wow, OK? Ireland band. Ireland band. OK? Fascinating. How did you hear about it? How did you hear the Salvation story? That's it. That's an eclectic. yes. A good friend in your home. You grew up with it. Your dad was a pastor. I'll pray for you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Pardon me? Missionaries. Oh, and we have two of them in the room today. I don't want to embarrass them, but Don and Marie, I just embarrassed you. Don and Marie Jose are here today. And uh, they are people who have responded to that call that we sang about. So, uh, you intersected with the message of salvation somehow, didn't you? And through various means, it seems. It seems like God can use anything he wants. Even an Irish band, I don't know what the band was. No, no. I'm saying, how did you intersect with the gospel message, the story of salvation? You didn't probably it didn't just pop into your head one day, although that does happen sometimes. But most of the time, yes. Okay. So, but you got you got dragged there by your parents. (laughs) Yeah. Mm Mhm. Yes, they are. Even a powerful word like redemption, as well. Yes. So you intersected with it seems like, for the most part, through people. Maybe sometimes it's people who you knew, maybe sometimes it's people who you didn't even know, but it seems like, for the most part, it's people who communicated it to you or lived it out in front of you or said something to you, and that, for whatever reason, moved you in a particular direction, and here you are. You know, some of the young people at the back, you say, oh, I got drug here by my parents. Okay, but you've intersected with the story of salvation. You've intersected with the gospel message somehow. It's almost all the time it's because of people. It's because God uses people. He could, he could write it on the movie screen if he wanted to. He could write it in the sky if he wanted to. He could, he could have angels all over the place doing the work. He could do whatever he wants to do. But it seems like he likes to use people to communicate the message of salvation. And as you read through this Psalm, and you try to understand what's really being said here, this is some really strong language that's being used. It's the same thing as Jesus when Jesus says he's the way and the truth and the life, and nobody comes to the Father except through him. When when David is talking about this, you know, the gods of the nations or idols, but the Lord made the heavens. He's doing the same thing. He's saying there's one God and the rest of them who make the claim of being God are false. They're not to be believed. There's one who's to be believed in because he's the one who created it all. That's a very, very strong statement. But if true, it means that Uh, people who have had the gospel story and the message of salvation in their lives have a responsibility to be transmitters of the information to somebody else because if it's true then you've got a lot of people who do not know that you've got a lot of lost people who do not know that And sometimes we get offended when we read texts like this and we say, well, that's really harsh and all of that. But when you think of this from God's perspective, when God looks at, um, uh, religious views and philosophical views and all these things that, uh, have nothing to do with him and that detract from him and all of this. When you think of this from God's perspective, The way that God looks at this and the way that God looks at you know the term idols are used here and the image we have is people bowing down to these these idols which certainly does happen but what we're talking about is God has been replaced somehow by something else so he wants to have a relationship with people and yet he's been replaced he's been put aside He's been um, circumvented. He's been, in his view, cheated on. And this is the way that God looks at it. Uh, those of you who are, who are married or you're in a you know deep relationship with somebody, imagine if that somebody were to cheat on you, were to replace you. That would make you pretty upset. <laughs> now, if you're God and you've revealed yourself and continue to reveal yourself to the world, and yet you're replaced by something else. Wow, that that would be pretty offensive to God. And this is exactly why God says he's jealous, because he sees all of this, and he sees people who run to other things and try to fill their lives with those other things, when God is saying, I'm right here in front of you. I have revealed myself to you I am calling you through every possible means that I can call you and you have replaced me with something else and this is why David is saying proclaim to the nations proclaim it everywhere proclaim it go everywhere and proclaim this message because people's lives their very soul is at stake and they're running trying to fill that hole in their life that was made for God only and they're trying to fill it with all of these other things somebody has to tell them the message of salvation and that there is a God and that he is real and that he has come and that he will judge and ultimately that he has died in our place we use fancy words like redemption to talk about that that means to to deem something or someone valuable again who's lost value it's what God does he redeems people's lives and sin destroys people's lives it rusts away the soul And yet God comes and he redeems and he declares that person of value who has been made nothing by sin, you see. And God has done this for us and God shows us this over and over and over again. So if we have intersected with the message of Jesus, the message of salvation, as offensive as maybe that message is to some we have a responsibility to be transmitters of the message that this church, we planted this church on that, on that idea. So the purpose of this church is to reach the one who is far from God so that together we would become passionate followers of Jesus. Uh, let me ask you if you've, and this is not a question you need to answer out loud, but let me ask you if you've grown up in the church, have you reached one person? one for Jesus in your life is one person in the kingdom because of you one the answer for most Christians is no or I'm not sure and yet Jesus said go and make disciples of all nations same thing David is saying the implication is we should be able to know that we've made a disciple. It's very, very frightening and very, very challenging, but have you reached one person? When you're a passionate follower of Jesus, you reach people and those people reach people and that the demonstration of your passion isn't just your church participation. The demonstration of your passion Is that you're connecting with other people and giving them the message that you received from somebody else so who is hearing it from you would be the question that the psalmist would ask us today the question that Jesus would ask us today who is hearing it because of you or do they not know that you're even maybe you're a Christian but you don't tell anybody you're too scared. I'm not telling anybody I'm a Christian. It's too scary. If I tell them about this, they're going to think I'm crazy. They're going to make fun of me. They're going to whatever. I'm going to face all kinds of problems because of that. Well, that's what the Holy Spirit is for. He's, he's there to give you the power to be able to share your faith with other people. Uh, but that's the challenge for today. As we close this series on the Psalms, who is hearing it from you? And I'm going to give you a, uh, a tool. Uh, that we used this last year in our church online. And I was stunned at how effective it was. Uh, it's called the Alpha Course. And uh, we're going to run it starting on Wednesday nights again online. It's amazing how honest people are in the Alpha Course. But it's amazing how honest they are online. And in the Alpha Course, you're basically going through a whole series of questions about life and faith and God and, and uh, Christianity. And, you know, uh, why is there evil in the world? Is there, is there more to life than just this? Uh, is the Bible really to be trusted? All these kinds of basic questions just to get people talking. And in Alpha, anything can be said. There's no... Um, no judgment it's completely non-judgmental and I was so surprised last year as we ran this online how honest people were and how people shared their lives just in a small group with one another so we're going to start this uh, this coming Wednesday night on zoom I want to take a look at the trailer with you just so you get a feel for it before we close uh, today and you can get it going online as well Andy okay Every day we ask so many questions. What should I wear? What's the weather going to be like? How am I going to fit everything in? But then there are those bigger questions, like why am I here? Where am I heading? Is there more to life than this? arrived at an answer to the most important issue that we humans ever deal with. Is there a God? And I had arrived there without ever really looking at the evidence. And I was supposed to be a scientist. At twenty-eight. I gotten many of the things that I thought I wanted you know, my girlfriend was on the cover of magazines I had a Beamer and I was so unhappy it was a realization maybe that I would I would never find happiness where I was looking for it I think for so many years, you know, I always just strive to be strong in myself. All I needed was me and my buddies and, you know, we'd be, like, invincible. But the truth is, none of us are. I found purpose, I found meaning, I found hope. God took something so broken and made it a beautiful art piece. Alpha is a place where you can be yourself, you can say what you think and challenge everything. No question is too complex or too simple. And what your point of view is, is as important as anyone else's. We are going on a journey together, an adventure to explore the questions of life, faith and meaning. came to me the whole week that, um, you know, we've got to be about the work that God has, uh, uh, is doing in this world. And we can either take his hand and join him, or we can just kind of do our own little thing in our own little, our own little box. But God wants you to intersect with other people, with the message of salvation that you understand. And this tool I, I, I'm just amazed at how far it has come. Uh, I remember the days when when the Alpha Course was, you know, a bunch of VHS tapes uh, with this guy, this British guy who you see in the videos named Nicky Gumble, wearing this tired old sweater and people liked it because they got together You know and had pizza together and started talking and started building relationships there are people in this room who have come to christ through the alpha course i'm pretty sure i can think of one right now who's in the room and um people loved it and now it is it's been all repackaged and reproduced and it's so engaging and compelling and you can even do it online i want to challenge you who have never Shared your faith with anybody before in your life. I want to challenge you. All you have to do is show up, it's online, and invite them. That's all you have to do is be there. And you know, if you don't like people seeing your face, then put your emoji, put your whatever you call avatar on, (laughs) all right? Uh, You don't even have to say anything. Just be there. Just make the invitation. It's a Zoom. Um, uh, uh, format that we're going to be using so really easy it's the same link that we've been using for our Wednesday nights the last what three four months that we've been running Wednesday nights online so it's the same link I will send it out again but I'm gonna challenge you this morning to uh, be about the business that God wants you to be about yes 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 all of the other things that you do in life are important too But God, even in those things, in your schools, in your places of work, in those areas, that's where God wants you to intersect with other people. That's where. He's right there with you in your school and in your place of work and in your social construct and all of that. He's right there with you and he's waiting for you. Do you know that most people are not part of a church because nobody's invited them? That's the number one reason. Whether it's church online, whether it's a small group, whether it's a Sunday gathering, most people are not part of that because nobody invited them, because nobody told them, because nobody took the time to intersect with them. And that's the challenge uh, for today. So um, I want to pray with you uh, before we finish up. Simon, if you could come to the to the platform and go ahead and play on your amazing your amazing instrument and all of its gadgets and all of those things he's amazing just by himself don't you think thank you for using your talent your gifting uh, Simon let me pray for you this morning let me pray for you who are online father I thank you for each person who's here today people who are watching people who are going to watch people who are going to listen I pray that you would speak to people. You would push people, uh, Spirit of God. That you would move in people's hearts. That you would challenge that young person who's so scared to share their faith. That you would, um, you would spark that senior's heart, who's got uh, plenty of time, knows plenty of people, and Lord, they can be such an influence for you in their in their latter years. You can. You can use us as missionaries right where we are, right in our neighborhoods, right in our apartment buildings, right in our houses, right next door. You can send others around the world, Lord. We pray for the mans who were blessed to have with us this morning. You would continue to energize this couple. You continue to bless their ministry and use them, oh God, to the ends of the earth. We pray for the Charbonneaux in Haiti. You would keep them safe, God. And we think of those who've been kidnapped there. We pray for their salvation, their physical salvation. We pray for E.J. Tupe who's in uh, Toronto and um, Lord feeling the stress these days with uh, the itinerance that he works with and the price of food skyrocketing and the, the stress in ministering to people who are on the, on the margins, who were ignored. May you use him to intersect people's lives with the message of salvation. Lord, regardless of our age, regardless of our gender, regardless of our uh, uh, place in life, you would use each one of us for their souls, God, at stake that we meet every day, every day. By your grace, we have been touched. May we be people who touch others. We pray together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Before you leave uh, this morning, let me remind you next week is Halloween. And uh, I love uh, when Halloween falls on a Sunday. I love it. So I've got a message for you for next week. Halloween, the Christian and the culture I'm going to talk about that subject which is always <laughs> always to be talked about uh, in church culture so God bless you have a great great Sunday remember coffee tea if there's any donuts left and parents pick up your kids in number 11 and I hope to see some of you on Wednesday night for our first run of the Alpha course this season God bless you everyone